11.30. Join us now for the Church Bulletin Board of the Year with news and activities of churches in the Tampa Bay area and brought to you as a public service by Jennings Funeral Home, 6900 Nebraska Avenue. Friends, in times of need, it's good to know you have someone you can depend on. Jennings Funeral Home, 6900 Nebraska Avenue, is ready to help you in times of need. Jennings Funeral Home offers services to fit the budget needs of any family. Jennings has a complete staff of courteous funeral directors to serve you at all times. Remember, in times of need, you can depend on Jennings Funeral Home, 6900 Nebraska Avenue. The forecast calls for sun. The forecast is for fun. So, honey, don't be a meanie. Grab your bikini. Come swimming with your number one boy. I'm too lily white. I'm really lily white. I won't look tan and dreamy in my little old bikini. I'm not tan for my number one boy. Well, get tan fastic, girl. Tan fastic tans you fast. A real sun tan, real fast. A real sun tan? A real sun tan, real fast. The tan that's a talk of the teens. Tan fastic, tan fastic. The tan that's a talk of the teens. Or my name isn't Brenda Lee. Tanfastic. Get Tanfastic, the suntan lotion made especially for teenage skin. It's the tan that's the talk of the teens. It's Tanfastic. On Thursday, the 1st of March, Grateful Fred will be welcoming Eddie and Frank Thomas from Mississippi for an evening of songs and stories from the Deep South. And on this episode of the Grateful Fred podcast, I'd like to preview that evening by saying hi live from Mississippi to Eddie and Frank, who are on the other end of the line. So, hi, Eddie and Frank. How are you? We're fine, Colin. Hello, Colin. Great. Okay, I'm going to be featuring some of the tracks you sent to me recently through the po- throughout the podcast when it's edited down, but I know our listeners would love to know more about you, so if you don't mind, I've got a bunch of questions for you. Fine. Okay. Now, it seems like quite a while since we organised your appearance uh, at Grateful Fred's. I think it was... About September last year? I believe so, yeah. right? And, and I'm really looking forward to it. It uh, seems quite a long time ago now. But um, last month, as you know, we had uh, Will Kaufman who presented uh, Woody Guthrie's Hard Times and Hard Travelling, which, yeah. which again was a mixture of stories and songs, and our grateful Fred audience really loved it. So I, th- I think it's, it's going to be perfect for our, our audience, who I'm sure will have another great night. Um, so just to whet their appetites... And without giving too much away, can I ask what the Grateful Fred audience can look forward to on the 1st of March? Well, it is an evening. This is Eddie, by the way. And, the, and this, it is an evening of stories and song. We've, uh, we've done that type of format for quite a while. It began with a thing we call Angels on the Back Roads. We went along Highway 61 from Memphis down to New Orleans uh, over a three-year period. And we recorded on location uh the the classic songs of all the masters that everybody knows that grew up along highway 61 and we recorded in in specific spots that um uh were significant in some way to the person or the song or the music and we put all those on four cds and when we got all that done we had quite a few folks say we'd like to hear this story you know of the of highway 61 so we went back and we made Film. Frank's been a filmmaker forever, and I've been his assistant most of the time, but uh, he's been in filmmaking for a long time. So we put together a, a multimedia 
type program, stage show, so that I played the music, he showed the film on a big screen, and we told the story as best we saw it uh, from uh, an artist's standpoint of Highway 61 and told the story of the music and the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of uh, it worked pretty well. We brought we came to the UK on three different occasions and did a lot of a lot of uh, colleges and high schools over here especially. Mm-hmm. And after that was over, we we I've had original songs for a long time that I've been writing and just pitching the notes and uh, shoebox and saving all these tunes and ideas. And we decided after doing the Angels on the Backroads for gosh we. The whole show lasted about 12 years from research all the way through recording and and then on to uh, performing. Mm. We decided to record our own songs, and and those kind of came with stories too, why they were written, what they were about, and a lot of them are about our... They're all written from the standpoint of where we grew up here in North Mississippi, but uh, most of them are about this area and mm. a lot of them about different places that we've been and things that we've seen and done. So they come with stories, too. Right, right. And uh, can I ask you, you, I know you were born in Luca, Mississippi, but do you still live in the same place? We do, and it's kind of funny that you would say Luca because it's been it's been on every practice practically that we've gotten for the last 20 years, people have said Luca, Mississippi, but it's Iuka, I-U-K-A. Oh, it's, right. So we don't feel bad when somebody says Luca because we've heard it before. <laughs> right, sorry. But it is Iuka, and it's named for a Chickasaw Indian chief that lived here, supposedly, um, a long time ago, and that's uh, that's where the name originates. But we do. Right. We live in the same town, and we grew up here, and we're still here. Uh, and what's Iuka like? Is it, is it just a small country town? or? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a population of about 3,000 it seems like it's been three thousand my whole life, mm. but it's uh, it's two city blocks are the main part of downtown, and we're pretty close to downtown. Right. And there's a railroad track that runs right through the middle. So, and, uh, t- so to ourselves, because I just watched a, a, a film about a week and a half ago with Tommy Lee Jones in, um, and it was, and I know it's a long way from where you are, but it was to do with the border patrol in Mexico. And they, they lived in a very small town, but of course it was exactly the same with the, the railroad ran right through the middle, and so they'd have to stop at the crossroads, right. and the train that seemed to be about a mile long, <laughs> is, is that the that's same exactly, type of thing? That, that's it. Right. That's our town, yeah. right. Of course. And it, where, where's the nearest, you know, bigger town that we may know? Oh, I would say that uh, Memphis is a town that you know very well. It's about an hour and a half from here, Memphis, Tupelo. Tennessee. Right. Tupelo, right. Mississippi is 60 miles south of here, the home of, you know, birthplace of Elvis. And uh, um, Florence, Alabama is, is west of here, about 30 miles. And it's uh, the, actually the birthplace of W.C. Handy. Oh, right. Uh, so we've, we're kind of surrounded, <clears throat> excuse me, surrounded with music here. Yeah, of course. Nashville's about three hours north. Right, and I was gonna. That's what that, that was the next question. Actually, as, as a musician myself, and knowing that a lot of musicians listen to the Grateful Fred podcast, and some come to the evening, you know, can, can I ask you how you got started as musicians, and 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 who were your influences at the start that made you sort of, you know, go that way? Well, our our influences in the beginning were probably church, mm. because our mother was. Uh, was a choir director in the Methodist Church here in town. Everybody knows each other. And when we got to be uh, 
of age, I guess ten, uh, we were teenagers, and I'm, I'm a little older than Frank, but uh, she invited us to come and sit in the choir. And most of the time, it was just sitting and listening to these older people that are a lot taller than you and sing a lot better, but you're just surrounded by all this harmony. And and I really think that of, out of everything that that's ever been musically with me, it's always been the harmony. Mm. Uh, it's the, really the first thing that attracted me is, is how this kind of works together. And uh, we both played in the high school band, both played trumpet. But as far as performing music is concerned, I played in a combo in high school, played trumpet. Right. And we, uh, we had a group that went, actually won the Mid-South Fair Talent Contest, which was a big deal if you're in high school. Yeah, in Memphis. And in Memphis, Memphis uh, Mid-South Fair Talent Contest. And with, along with that came a trip to uh, the New York City and the, the Ted Mack original amateur hour. A lot of folks don't remember that, but it was a big deal at the time back in the 60s. So, um, you know, we got to do that and got to play in different places that um, a small combo from North Mississippi wouldn't get to play. I mean, we went to Washington, D.C., and, of course, played in New York and Memphis. And, and so we did a lot of things and uh, actually recorded some songs. And um... Follow the sound of that striped piano to Maggie's house over in Alabama Drag up a chair, everybody is staying Hard to go home with his jug band playing Now Maggie's old man, he's got the goods Some's in the house, some's in the woods We can clear out the room with one more load Stack the bed in the hall By the shift rope Then roll up the rug And jitterbug Take a sip Or chug a lug The sheriff's at the door With some good advice Go down to the station And get some more ice Have no fear Gang's all here Gonna raise the roof Better stand clear Get here early in the evening Stay till the end And next Saturday night Gonna do it all over again There's kicks and pies Hot buttered rolls Catfish fried chicken And casseroles have a good time, it's Saturday night But stop dancing on the ceiling Cause you're shaking the light What you mean you never have danced before? Why you... Slipping and sliding all over the floor Looks like you've been doing really good to me Except for breaking that lamp Skinning your knee Charlie's built a gallon through the crack in the floor Fire up the ball and gotta have some more Tell Bobby that ain't no place to play 
How'd he get up on the chimney top anyway? Have no fear, the gang's all here. Gonna raise the roof and better stand clear. Get here early in the evening. Stay till the end of next Saturday night. Gonna do it all over again. It's three o'clock. I have got to go. It's a quarter to four. I don't know. Sun coming up. I'm thinking about staying. Hard to go home. Jug band still playing. Too much wine. Too much cheese. I lost my car. Found my keys. I'm just glad that I didn't get hurt. Now somebody gave me a ride to work. Have no fear. Gang's all here, gonna raise the roof and better stand clear. Get here early in the evening, stay till the end of next Saturday night. We're gonna do it all over Saturday night. Gonna all get together, follow the sound of that stride piano to Maggie's house over in. the interesting stories that we've recorded at the old American studios in in, uh, in Memphis. The name of our group was the Playboys. So we were there to play as the Playboys and when we were in the studio of the, the producer says do you mind if this uh, this uh, fella sits in and plays organ with you? And this was 1964. Uh-huh. So uh, we said no we don't mind. Just join in. You know, He said it'll make things bigger and we'll, we'll we work out the arrangements, and we did. And we played well into the morning. I mean, it was an all-night session, and we had a great time recording. Did a, in fact, we did one of the songs we did was a Spoonful, Willie, uh, Willie uh, Dixon's. Yeah. Howlin' Wolf, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, we did that song and some others. But as it turned out, the organ player was an unknown Isaac Hayes. I mean... <laughs> You know, Isaac Hayes, Isaac Hayes is playing along with us when yeah. it should have been the other way around. We should have been playing along with him. Yeah. You know? And what, I, I did. I read that actually in your bio. I mean, oh, did, you did. was he a nice guy? Was it, I mean? Oh, he was. Did oh, you he, have any idea that this person could go on to? Well, you felt it. You really yeah. did because you you saw this guy who would say, "I'd like to do this tune. Would you guys be interested?" In, oh, yeah. And you could see the ability to say. Horn parts, yeah. you know, you you could hear it. You could just hear his how he, how he he thought. He didn't direct the whole evening, but he had ideas about let's do horns here, and the trumpet is on this note, and the barry sax is here, and you know, you could kind of hear his his uh, ear for arranging yeah. uh, r- right away. We had a great time. Oh, yeah, we had cool. a him home in the morning, and you know, he writes his name down on a little card and says, now when you guys get some gigs, <laughs> you know, because I want to play with you, fellas. They never, <laughs> but they, we never saw him again. No, but. no. Uh, and you know when you said you, you, you were a combo, you, and you were saying you did, you know, Howlin' Wolf, and was it a sort of a, a, a bluesy, rocky pop? combo you know like like we would have called them groups in in because i'm about the same age i think maybe maybe yeah. a tiny bit younger because i started playing the guitar when i was 40 and that was sort of 64 yeah um, same and, time yeah right. and 
but the, and the, and we were playing sort of well, we were trying to play Beatley things and you know Herman's Hermits and all, you know all the all the pop music that was out at the time. Really, it's kind of funny that we we played just about everything that was that we thought sounded good from Tony Bennett and Left My Heart in San Francisco right on down the line. I mean, we did a lot of stuff. But I really think the thing that uh, kind of caught our eye, uh, we, we were gar- guitar, bass, and drums, and uh, Barry sax, and a tenor sax, and a trumpet, and the guitar player sang. Mm-hmm. We really liked the rhythm and blues stuff. Yeah. And we really got attracted to the, the things with the horns in it. I mean, uh, James Brown and Otis Redding and all of that stuff really caught our eye. So we kind of went that direction. Sure. Uh, and so we were kind of, I mean, that's the reason the fellow said, do you mind if... Isaac Hayes sits in and plays with you. Yeah, know? of course. I mean, I, I, I've only played a few times with a with a horn section. You know, with 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 sax and trumpets, and uh, we used to do things like Midnight Hour, and you know. Oh you know, yeah, sure. I That's... mean, it just it's fantastic to play, isn't it, with a horn section? It's fun. Just, oh, yeah, lot of fun. wonderful. It's strange that you say you, you, what attracted you to music was the harmony, because when I was about seventeen or eighteen, the first proper band I joined uh, was a was a four piece. It was two girls, two boys, and we, essentially we were copying really in in a certain ex, to a certain extent the mamas and papas. But oh yeah, it, sure. it was it was so fantastic to sing with four voices, which oh me you, you probably heard in church as well. Yes, and really, the, you talk about that era because as as I got near college age, uh, as we were leaving high school, I. I really got interested in the folk music of the time. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. Peter, Paul, and Mary, and all of the the guys and girls from uh, Greenwich Village and all that sound. So that's when I really started leaning on the shoulder of my good friend Terry, who was the guitar player in our group. And uh, as our band began to go off to college and disappear, uh, we were together still and, and uh Went to the same school, and and I, I would have never played guitar if it hadn't been for him, and yeah. and uh, played the all those things that had the harmony in them. I mean, the first time you heard Peter Paul and Mary, you say, "Wow, that sounds really good." Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you totally. Church. Yeah, you know, it's just like church, but you wouldn't hear that song in church. You no, know? no, it's, I mean, it's strange. It's a lot of things in common, really, because when I was about fifteen, when I was learning to play the guitar. For my Christmas presents, I think my mum bought me a Joan Baez album, uh, Peter, Paul and Mary with Puff the Magic Dragon, that album, you know. Uh, And then she also bought me a box set, which I think was the Library of Congress Folk. You know, there's about two or three albums in it with all the, you know, all Gene Ritchie and, you know, lots of uh, all American, you know, traditional and the, the chain gang guy, you know, just... It's strange, isn't it, how a lot of musicians start the same way, you know, lean towards folk as well? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Now, I've got that Joan Baez big old songbook that, that she came out with back in the 60s. It's right over here in the bookshelf right now. The pages are falling out, but yeah. I've had it for a long time. So yeah. sounds like we me. We have a common history here, we do. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like me. i still got a couple of uh, copies of Sing Out, you know, the old Sing Out magazine that, uh, yeah. that they've always, you know, all that stuff. It's, I mean, it's good to look back on and read now, isn't it? It honestly, is. You know? could, could I ask you, just out of curiosity, what, what sort of music or what artists that you listen to at the moment uh, or anything you would recommend, you know, because it's always good to find out what other people are listening to. Goodness gracious, that's that's a tough question for me. But I tell you what, when I click on YouTube and start listening to things, I find it doesn't take any time at all till I'm back listening to the, the things I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So as far as what I'm listening to now, I really, I mm-hmm. just... Listen to the day. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I just frankly like what you were listening to today. Uh, I, you know, I sat down here at the computer and I said, "Boy, that old song, Cry to Me" by mm-hmm. Solomon Burke, just used to just run chills down my spine. So you click on YouTube and you pull up several versions of it. So I find that I, I really do that most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to things that that really uh, gave me some inspiration long, long time ago and still feed off of that. I really did. And it's funny, isn't it, how songs like that now still sound fantastic today. Oh, don't they? You know, and it's as yeah. if, I mean, I, when I was growing up and my grandfather, you know, it, we were, I was only talking to my mum about, about it today and she was, because I've had some people phone today for tickets for the 1st of March. And uh, the lady said to me something about age, and I said, "Well, you know, we're all we're all a certain age." And she said, "No, but I'm in my eighties, you know." Oh. I said, "Wow, well, no problem, great, you know." So I went and delivered the tickets for her, and her and her husband are coming, and it, oh, I've, because they love the music. But in fact, the, apparently, the daughter had lived in Mississippi, so there's a bit of a connection there as well. I but yeah. I was yeah. talking to my mum about it, and she was saying today that it's funny, isn't it? Because and my grandfather's, you know, my grandfather was probably 55, 60 when I was, you know, a, a small child, or maybe probably younger than that, really. But the music that they listened to was so, to us, old-fashioned, you know? No. And even today it probably sounds old-fashioned. But people nowadays, you know, it's, it, it's music's almost timeless in certain respects, isn't it? Sure, absolutely, it is, yeah. yeah. A young boy with sleepy eyes From his mother's feather bed rises Standing in the pre-dawn by a window he watches A black mare sleeping on the mountain Where does she come from and in blue morning light Where does she go? He's curious to know Young Jim is curious to know From darkness, from nowhere A red steed with a golden mane rises Thunder of his heels crashing silently the dawn Upward horizon softly glowing as from nowhere he came Tosses his mane And gallops away Westward going Young Jim by the window In the cool morning air Wipes frost from the glass Stares across the field His eyes Like wild footsteps fly The young boy with sleepy eyes Is standing by the window in the moonlight His mother lies watching from the warmth of the bed Father puts his hand on the boy's shoulder Together they are staring through the steel grey morning At a pale white pony on the meadow 
how that pony glows Go where the pony goes His eyes like wild footsteps fly What pleasures await those who are curious at heart Under every question there lies gold Keep the candle burning, turning spark into a flame How far that little candle lets us see Curious at heart, let us Grips the bridle mane of a pale white pony Across the desert sand They bear back You mentioned before that you have an award-winning award film company, Thomas Films. Can I ask you again, how, how did that come to be? Uh, well, in, in college, I majored in filmmaking for a while after being in architecture for a while. Yeah. And uh, when, we, uh, when I graduated college, Eddie is six years older than I am, and he was already out and... Uh, practicing as a pharmacist, believe it or not. Mm. And, uh, but he was, he was doing, he was writing music already. And I had the idea of why don't I, when I get out of college, uh, why don't we go into business together and I'll do the technical side and the, the filmmaking side and you can do original soundtracks for everything that we do. So that's really the way that it got started. So it started as a partnership when I got out of school. Mm -hmm. And he continued to work as a pharmacist for a while and uh, and study some uh, acting and directing. As he, he went off to New York for a couple of years and worked in a pharmacy there. And, you know, and, and all these things show up in his uh, stories and songs now, mm -hmm. uh, places that he's been. But... Uh, yeah, so that's the way that it was. We, right. And are you and are you working on any particular project at the moment, or are you between projects, sort of thing? No, we what we did was we made films there for a while, and then it was back in the nineties, nineteen ninety, early nineteen ninety, and uh, we were going to do a a movie. We thought like a travelogue of the Natchez Trace Parkway, which mm. is uh, the Natchez Trace is a historic road that runs. Uh, right through Mississippi, and uh, so we got we got riding up and down the parkway, and we said, you know, it's way too pretty out here for people to 
to just be watching this on television or in a movie. Uh, they need to be out here experiencing this. So what we did was we we made the soundtrack to a movie. So we made a an audio driving tour. It was like eight hours long, mm. and as you as you ride along the road with these uh, at the time it was cassettes in the car, it would tell you about the hundred or so spectacular stops along the way. It would because you know we'd ridden it most of our lives. Uh, it goes from uh, Natchez Trace all the way up to Nashville. From Natchez to Nashville. Uh, oh, yeah. From Natchez, excuse me, to uh, Nashville. And uh, we'd ridden it all of our lives, but still there were places along, stops that you never stopped to see what this was all about. Mm-hmm. So so that, that so you must have, been, to, uh, must have been a bit before your time, really, with, with those sort of, you know, people could drive along and, and have the audio as well. Uh, that, well, it was, it was, uh, it, we had heard some things done, uh, similar to this on some other roads. Yeah. And, uh, so when we actually got going, I sat down and started reading the histories and trying to write up the narration. And I did the narration on the, uh, on the driving tour, but Eddie kept looking over my shoulder and saying, when are you going to get this thing done? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why don't you go off and write some music for it? So, yeah. so that's that came about, and then the music kind of became a focus because out of that we made an album of music, and then the next thing was why don't we do something on the next uh, m- uh, significant road in Mississippi, and that was Highway sixty one. Yeah, I was going to come to that. I, I thought Natchez Trace. I have no idea why it was a railroad. Was is there a railroad called Natchez or? Or was it just something I may have seen in a film and got mixed up somewhere along the line? The, the Natchez Trace is an old Indian trail. Right. Uh, and actually, when uh, when the uh, settlers came in, they began to, up in the Ohio River Valley, they would farm, and they would take the produce, and they would take the produce on boats down the Mississippi River. Right. And it, they could go all the way to uh, New Orleans that way, but there was a port there in Natchez uh, in the southern part of the state of Mississippi. And so most of them would, would stop there, and this was before really the time of steamboats. So they these flatboats that they used to float down the river, they would uh, stop them in Natchez, they'd unload their produce, then they would disassemble the boats and sell the the wood. Right. Then they would walk back up this old Indian trail back up to their home. A so long this, way. A lot. I mean, many miles. Many, 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 many miles. Oh, yes. Right. It's. Uh, I guess the the actually the parkway now from uh, from Natchez up to Nashville is about four hundred and fifty miles or so. Wow. And so they actually, you know, folks were going further than that up yeah. into the yeah. Ohio River wow. Valley. Wow. I, I I read that you know the the other audio, audio other audio project that you were involved in the Angel, Angels on the Back Road is an audio history of blues and jazz along Highway 61 Memphis to New Orleans and for somebody like me who was a teenager in the 60s here in the UK that whole Highway 61 theme is particularly romantic you know in fact so much of the music and the artists that i love and obviously yourself seem to be intertwined with the highway 61 can you tell me a little bit more about the the making of that project and what that involved 
Well, we started out, we didn't know exactly what we were going to do. We, our first thought was we we're going to do another thing like the Natchez Trace uh, driving tour, maybe some way to let folks drive up and down this road. And as we got involved in it, we said it doesn't really work as well as Natchez Trace because there's other things that are off of Highway 61 a few miles that you wouldn't be able to see if you just stayed right on Highway 61. So we went through a different, few different scenarios before we came up with actually recording this music. And it seemed like an overwhelming project to begin with. And it did turn out to take a lot longer than we thought. But we were lucky to hear, have here at the University of Mississippi, is where I went to school, they have a, a blues archive there. It's just a huge library of, uh, of blues music. Mm-hmm. And of course, it focuses mostly on the stuff in Mississippi, and 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 gets bigger than that. So we went down there for about a year. I mean, just every week we go down and just listen and listen and listen. Finally, decided on well, it, sixty-five songs. We decided we're going to pick these sixty-five songs, and we're going to tell a story. We were going to do sixty-one songs, but <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't cut it down. It just got sixty-five is as low as we could get. Yeah. That's right. On the bottom of the ocean is a big rubber plug People down there in a sub Looking for the plug Gonna pull out the stopper Let out the water That's the plan Better work fast My bass can't last Flopping around on the ground A United Nation delegation Gonna take off the suits, put on the boots Pick up all the bottles and the cans Outboard motors, concrete blocks Shoes, socks, broken clocks Subway cars, old fruit jars, and candy bar wrappers, jungle ore on the ocean floor. Lots of crud in the mud from Tennessee to Galilee. Gonna pick up the debris from the sea. Stack it up with the bottles and the cans There is a railroad trestle Built from here to there Runs from down in Florida Out past the Milky Way somewhere a place in outer space where it's dark and cold and there is nothing but a big black hole the SEP is a train got a hundred 
thousand cars Fill the SCP with the junk from the sea Haul it all off to the galaxy Pull right up to the big black hole and chunk it in I don't ever want to see it again It's somebody else's problem What lies at the bottom of the big black hole Somebody else's problem Don't you understand when it leaves my hand It's somebody else's problem Don't you understand Don't you understand All I can't see at the bottom of the sea Is somebody else's problem But we just decided okay. to uh, to take some of these tunes and work them up a little bit at a time. And Frank would had his portable recording equipment. Not it was good stuff. It's and it was beginning to get uh, small enough that you could carry it around and get good quality stuff. And we would just go out on location and uh, and I'd play the song and he'd record it and we'd do two or three takes and let it go. And we just uh, the as far as the experience itself is concerned, I found myself very overwhelmed a time or two. I mean, the very first place we went, we went to Stovall Farms outside of Clarksdale, home of uh, where Muddy Waters was uh, was a tractor driver for 25 years. Right. And we just we went up to the house and said, "Can we do this?" And the and the fellow there said, one of the one of the Stovall boys said, "Sure." And so I said, we're going to go out there in that old barn. He said, yeah. So we went out there and set up, and I played one of the Muddy Waters. We we did a couple of takes up yeah. on the Dale, and, and I played a song. We got through, and it was so quiet. It was in October, I remember. Yeah. October the 9th, as a matter of fact. I remembered it explicitly, and this was about 10 years ago or so. And I was sitting on this hay bale, and I got through, and... And everything was so quiet. And Frank just kept the recorder going. He didn't turn it off. And I looked out the front of this barn, and I'm just the, the cotton fields were already picked. I mean, everything cotton's picked by this time. Mm-hmm. Just just the stalks were out there. I could see out the bright, sunny blue day. And a, a kind of a covey of blackbirds just kind of flushed right across the front of the door like that. Wow. Frank just out of the high ceiling like a cathedral in this place. And I was just sitting there thinking, well, did I do a pretty good job? Or, <laughs> or what have I got? And Frank said, is there anything you'd like to say to Muddy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I could just feel the guy looking over my shoulder. You wow. know, I mean, it was just an overwhelming experience. And it that ex, that feeling didn't come to me, but two or three more times over the next three years. But I'll search for it for a long time, <laughs> you know, because it was just yeah. an overwhelming experience that I was – Associated with something really big, I, and you can't put your finger on it. No, I mean, no. And have you? And, and did you keep all those recordings? I mean, they're still available. Sort of thing. Oh yeah, we've got we've got all that stuff. Yeah, we've uh, we we we're very lucky that the last place we went three years almost almost uh, exactly three years later we recorded in the our last song in the in the St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans, and mm. 
the folks from National Public Radio, Leanne Hansen from her morning show, a Sunday morning uh, show came down and they, they wanted to spend the last day with us. And, they, and, and we went up into this choir loft of the, of the St. Louis Cathedral and we played the last song. And she did the same thing to me. I mean, when we got through, she said, I'm going to ask you a question. I never ask people. How do you feel right now? You know, wow. well, that covey of birds just flew over me again. You know, yeah. I mean, I just was over. I just, I was, I was speechless uh, because of the the three years that we'd invested in that, and 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 the good time that we'd had, and all the experiences we'd had. That's fantastic and, and unrepeatable, isn't it? Really, fantastic. Oh, absolutely, fantastic in capital letters, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I know you've toured the UK before, and in fact, I think the last time you appeared not far from here at the Southport Arts Centre. Yes, we did. Yeah, which is about eight miles from where we are at the moment, or where you're playing, you know. But uh, where are you appearing in the UK this time? Are you going to some new places? How long are you here for? Is it two, three weeks? Here for three weeks, and uh, we're going to be at, uh, of course, with you on the Grateful Fred's on the 1st of March, and we'll be playing in... uh, Worthenberry, um, I've got the list Village here. Hall. Village Hall in Worthenberry, on the second and on the third, we're playing the Banbury Blues Festival, and that's in the afternoon. And at night, we'll be at the Dorchester Arts Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the fourth, we're at the Fleece Inn. I believe that's close to e- Evesham. Is that right. Yeah, it sounds nice. Lovely down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, there's another fellow that actually is the. Um, producer of the Banbury Blues Festival, lives in Lower Brails, asked us to do a house party on the 5th, and oh, we're going no, to do nice. that. Yeah. We're going in the rope, rope tackle on at Shoreham, Shoreham by Sea, I believe is where it is, yep. at the Hoth in Crawley on the 7th, uh, at the Met in Bury on the 8th, yep. up in St. Andrews at the Byre on the 9th, um, and on the 12th, we'll be at Greystones in uh, Sheffield, uh, on the seventeenth, we're going to be at a place called the Old Library Center up in Kilbarkin, close to Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And there's three dates that we're going to be doing for one of the schemes there, the Village Halls. Uh, it's called Arts Out West. I know. I think I've read about that in the sure. in the papers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and at, at the tenth, the fifteenth, and the sixteenth, we're going to be at three different. Um, uh, of those uh, village, village halls, yeah. and I don't have the names of them. They're on our website on the tour dates. I yeah. don't, don't know exactly where they are right now, but that's pretty well our whole schedule. And, and are you driving yourself around? Yes, we are. Yeah, and it, to us, it's the wrong side of the road, so we have to. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it's a good time to come because I mean the weather's been a little bit cold, and I mean, it's probably a lot colder than where you are at the moment. But in March, you can sometimes well, you know our weather. Sometimes March can be quite nice. And I was driving up to uh, Blackpool yesterday with a friend to do something, and uh, even though it was cold, it was so sunny and bright, it was great. So I mean, you oh, you, you already know uh, the UK anyway, but you're going to see some some nice uh, places, aren't you? Really. We're looking forward to it, as always. Of course. Sock feet sliding on the kitchen floor Radio playing more and more Mama's wrapped in 
Now, your new album is should be released shortly. Is that Pennyland? It is. Yeah, and I, and I think I've been listening to a lot to some of the tracks that you sent over to me, and I, I have to say that I absolutely love Chasing Butterflies. Wonderful. I, you know, I think it's a beautiful song, and your voice you your much. voice sounds fantastic on it. Oh, and, and the other thing is, it's it's a really beautifully produced song. And can I ask you how you achieve such a wonderful production? Because you know it's noticeably great. You know when you, I listen to it again and again, and it, it's got a really lovely sound and feel to it. You know the, the production is great. Well, I'll tell you, this is Eddie again. The, the person that's responsible for it is Frank. But we've been a team for so long that. He takes all the worry out of it. I never have to think about what I'm doing. I mean, I, I, I just, uh, I mean, the microphone has always been in the same place, and you know, yeah, when we yeah. record, about the same. But he, he's in charge of all of that, and he knows what he's listening for. Yeah. And uh, it's just, and I'm so lucky because I've got this pair of ears that's I don't have to know what's coming through the monitors or what's going out to the house. I just never think about it. No. 
that takes a big strain off of off me just to, to to play the guitar, which is a pretty good bit for me just to accomplish. Yeah, he's uh, but it, it's Frank that does that, and he's he's always had a few tricks that he's that he's not tricks, but I mean ways that he wants things to be. Of course, he's always said that he looks to have the voice a little bit over the guitar and uh, and listens for an acoustic sound. So it's it's. It's Frank that does it. Well, you, I think you're doing great, Frank, because I, I, when it came, when they came over, the first one I listened to was Chasing Butterflies, and and you'll know when you come and stay with us. We we, we work from home, you know. We have a travel business, and the and the, and the office is at the side of the house. And in fact, I'm in the office now, and I've got a big old Mac uh, computer here, and and I just started to play it. And Barbara, my wife, is at the other end of the office, and. She turned around and said to me, who's that? And I said, that, that's Frank and Eddie who were coming over. And, and oh, wow. you know, she said, what a lovely song. I mean, it's a great song. But, you know, I've got, the, I've got five tracks, which I, which I think may be on the new album. Um, and, and they're all good, you know, as I say. But I was blown away, not just with the songwriting and the, uh, and the voice, which is wonderful, but, the, you know, the quality was wonderful. So I'm assuming you're going to be singing Chasing Butterflies and some of the other songs from the new Absolutely. album when you appear. That's right. I think we'll take uh, this. This concert will be uh, all of our original stuff, and we'll sing songs off of those three albums. Right. Brilliant. Well, finally, as you'll be staying overnight with Barbara and I, uh, she's asked me to ask you because I always leave these things to the last minute, and then I have to tell her on the day. Oh, by the way, they're vegetarian, or they don't eat, you know, cheese or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get a I get a smack around the ear, you know. And she, she's asked me to ask you. If you have any special requests, in other words, are you vegetarian or, and more importantly to me, do you like red or white wine or beer or whatever? Well, we are vegetarians. It's nice for you to ask. There's not a lot of us over here in Mississippi because there's a lot of barbecue places. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that doesn't seem to go together, does it? Really? <laughs> but we are vegetarians right. and uh, the other is, is, is either is fine. Right, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, well, a good job I asked then, isn't it, really? Because I would have done it again, you know, on the day. Oh, the vegetarians, by the way, and then she'd have had to throw everything everything <laughs> away, you know. Well, listen, Eddie and Frank, it's been great talking to you, and, and thanks for taking the time. And I, and I know now our Grateful Fred audience is really going to love you, so I'm going to see you on the first and look forward to it. We're looking forward to it too, thanks, Colin. Colin. Thank cheers, you very cheers. much. Chasing butterflies Young girl is looking for her paradise It's not a place that she can go There are no postcards with pretty pictures Corporations, little girl Boardrooms and Bergdorf suits She's in a high-tech world Got a place that she can go It is her penthouse with pretty pictures She filled her briefcase full of paper clips and a 
shade at all Boy back home gave a call You still looking for it all She hangs up the telephone Rage the great white way for a one-way ticket home. Boy says, look into my eyes, you will find paradise has found you. You filled your briefcase full of paper clips and Don't need that out of shade at all Take my hand, we will go Spend the day in a meadow Chasing butterflies Young girl is looking for her paradise It's not a place that you can go There are no postcards with pretty pictures This is the Feathered Fighter Chicken Man, reminding you until we meet again on Monday on this station to get plenty of exercise. One of my favorites is to stand on one leg like this, while grasping the other and holding it straight up against my chest like this. Then try to pick up the other leg at the same time and hold it there. Like that. The Adventures of Chicken Man, presented Monday through Saturday on Big World Radio as Sambo's... It's a wonderful weekend, a marvelous weekend. Stay here with the good guys, our music's gonna be in. Saturday, Sunday, W-A-N.